0: Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Live Free Podcast where I talk about living a life of freedom, expansion, and rest in Christ Jesus. We are on a deliverance uh, roll here. We're going to go through part two today of deliverance and what does that mean. Um, If you look at part one of the deliverance uh, teaching, I talked about the foundation of um, deliverance, which is salvation. So if you haven't seen that video, I would suggest you go back and see part one as we're going to another level here in part two. So welcome. Thank you for watching. Like, comment, and share, and subscribe. Um, but I wanna get into part two of the deliverance, uh, the, another, the, the, the next level of deliverance. And what does that mean? What does um, the next level mean? And I, I was telling some stories yesterday in, in terms of the foundation and how I got started and how it was commissioned. And didn't know that I was called to deliverance until 2009 as I got saved in 2000. So, the next level that we want to talk about um, for deliverance here is going to be, um, we talked about the steps, you know, the repentance. We talked about salvation. We talked about obedience, forgiveness, submit, resist, and flee. Um, But, Let's talk about, let's dig a little bit deeper into deliverance, okay? Uh, We talked about can a Christian have a demon and what does all this mean? Well, again, as I said before, as a born-again believer, this should be a part of your everyday. It should be a part of your normal. Um, um, As a born-again believer, we are seated in heavenly places. We operate from a spiritual realm in terms of uh, prayer, uh, in terms of spiritual things. Um, but like I said, we don't want to be too mystified and we want, don't want to be in a position where we make everything deep, dark, and spooky. And that, and people don't want nothing to do with any of that. We want to make God's word relatable. We want to, to operate in his authority. We want to operate in that compassion, that love, and that forgiveness, and that repentance. So that we are able to minister deliverance. That we are able to move in miracles, signs, and wonders. And again, as I said before, the Bible says these signs will follow those that believe. These signs will follow those that believe. So, as a believer, a born-again Christian, you should be walking in the power and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. You should be walking in that. Um, you know, deliverance is um, it's, it's the children's bread. Like, it's, it's for the children of God. So... We should be walking, moving in that. Um, that shouldn't be something that as a born-again believer that we're running away from and going in the other direction uh, and don't want nothing to do with it. Because that is a part of our heritage. That's a part of who we are. You know, if we say that we believe in Jesus and we accept Him as our Lord and Savior. So our model shall always be for Christianity, should be Jesus, not other people. It should be Jesus And what did Jesus do? We know in the New Testament, Jesus laid the hands on the sick, they recovered. He said, greater works than these shall we do. because he's going to the Father. So these are things that we should honestly and truly as Christians and as believers be walking in as a part of our normal and as a part of our every single day. So we're going to talk about deliverance um, because my experience... um, with deliverance um as again as I stated before in the other video um it's just on so many different levels you know deliverance could be simply just let me just give you some examples sometimes with deliverance it's just sometimes being a voice for the voiceless um God has put me in positions where he has um position me to just be a voice for the people that are unable to even speak up for themselves um so i had a situation one time i'll give you an example and um i like to move in the spirit when i'm doing things and when i'm talking to people so that they can receive it and so that When God give you a word in season, it's received, you know, and then sometimes it it may be rejected, but then he, uh, you know, with that, he says, shake the dust off your feet and keep it moving, you know, but at the same time, you want people to receive it and you want to always be speaking in love and you want to come from a place of not condemnation or judgment, but you want to come from a place of compassion because that's the way Jesus came. Jesus was moved with compassion for people. When he did that, when he ministered, he was moved with compassion. So we as believers should be just like him and be moved in compassion. And one of the ways that I ministered, it's not always laying hands on a person and casting them out of demons. Sometimes it could be just you standing in the gap um, and you standing in the gap for a person that is unable to speak for themselves. And an example that I was going to mention was I was speaking on behalf of someone Um, because this person was afraid to say something to an individual. And that individual was their parent. And so I was in a position where God would put me to actually be able to talk to that person. That person would listen. So God used me as a voice to the voiceless, for the voiceless that stood in a gap for someone that was unable to speak for themselves. And that person was unable to speak as they were only able to cry because of all of the hurt, pain, and disappointment. And I was able to, to voice what that person could not voice. And as a result, that was a breakthrough for that relationship. Now, not saying you get in people's business, not saying, but if the Holy Spirit leads you to do that, then that's another form of deliverance. Deliverance is, is not always the conventional way in which we think Sometimes. But sometimes deliverance is simply just a conversation, not even what, thus said the Lord, and I prophesied to you. You know, now there are times for that, and there are times where God will speak like that. But sometimes for me, sometimes it's just a matter of me, if I'm like, when I was working a job, I would just be talking and didn't realize, you know, until later on that I was actually ministering, you know, and just giving examples of, things that happen to me or things that need to be said or offering a word of wisdom, or a word of knowledge. And that's a form of deliverance as well. So sometimes we don't need to get caught up in the the formality of things. We just need to be flowing and moving with the Holy Spirit. And when we flow and move with him, it's going to all work together for our good, right? So that's another form of deliverance. Um, another uh, point I want to make as well is um, with deliverance um, if you're operating because I operated from a, also from a church as a deliverance minister and you're operating from that um, you're operating in a place where um, as a deliverance minister um, You're listening uh, for the Holy Spirit. You're listening for um, the different manifestations. And you're looking for the different manifestations of demons. I'll give you an example. Um, One time I was ministering deliverance. And and what do I say when I minister in deliverance? Simply meaning praying. I was praying for someone to be delivered. You know, sometimes Jesus would just ask a question. Do you want to be delivered from smoking? Do you want to be delivered for whatever it is? And the person said, yeah. Okay, that's all God needs is a yes. Do you mind if I pray for you? And the person like, you can pray for me. So I was praying. Praying um, as the Holy Spirit would lead, lead me for that addiction, for cigarettes. And when we got through, before I can finish the prayer out, and we were standing there talking, the person took off running to the bathroom. Went to the bathroom and let out. The biggest dump, and I I don't mean this to be like vulgar, but I'm just telling you how it works sometimes. This is another form of deliverance. So sometimes the demon will come out in screaming, or you have to go to the bathroom, or a big deep breath, or pooping. I mentioned that, or what is another way? Crying, throwing up is another method. Sneezing is another method. Crying is another method. Um, laughing is another method. Just different ways that um, it'll come out. So, some I say that because I don't want people to think that nothing happened. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we'll pray and we don't realize that it just came out, but it came out in that way. I mean, all of a sudden, just took off running to the bathroom. So, and it was delivered from smoking. Now. Can you pick that back up? Absolutely, you can. You can pick up whatever you want to have. But the the thing we have to realize is we have to guard our deliverances. We have to stay in prayer. We have to stay close to Jesus. We have to stay moving in the things of God because the enemy is going to bring that same temptation back around to you again. And if you choose to pick it back up, you're going to pick it back up. And it's just that simple. But the closer you stay to God, the more repenting you stay, the more you asking God to um, keep you. Pray and ask God to keep you. The more you, you will stay free. And when it's not intentional, you're sending them, but you'll go back, just for an example. You're sending and you go back and say, oh Lord, I'm so sorry. But I, you know you're going to do it again tomorrow. And you keep going, Lord, I'm so sorry. Lord, I'm so sorry. So what ends up happening in cases like that is the Holy Spirit just kind of moves away. And then to the point where you desensitize. And now you're not even aware of the presence of God. And now that you're not even having the the strength to actually not sin. Or not fall back into the trap or the snare. So you want to make sure you stay close in the relationship. And I'm looking at my notes here. So... Um, Some tips on deliverances. When you're doing deliverance, the majority of deliverance is going to be praying in prayer. So I receive my deliverance through other deliverance ministers, of course. And then majority of my deliverance is me uh, learning about it, knowing how to do it, and then ministering deliverance to myself. Now, sometimes it takes someone else to minister the deliverance, and I have had that as well. So it's a variety of things. Sometimes deliverance comes in the form of discipline. Discipline, self-control, the fruits of the Spirit. That's deliverance. This is why I say you don't want to make it so over, over the top. Now, there are times when you are just blatantly casting out you know, demons or you're coming against the enemy. But sometimes it's just... Um, A gentle word turns away wrath The book of Proverbs say Sometimes your deliverance comes in the form of a gentle word Sometimes You can be caught Some people have gotten killed like this By responding to evil with evil The Bible says a gentle word would turn away wrath That's your deliverance Obedience to God's word is deliverance. So there's different forms and different types of deliverances and different ways the Holy Spirit would give you depending on the situation. I'm going to give you another thing. So another thing that could be, I've had this happen. I even had this happen to myself. And now that I'm talking about it, I'm going to post it so I can uh, show you what it is, what it looked like. And then I'm going to show you um, what God actually said about it so and i'm gonna list it you know so it was an african basket that i had at my house when i remodeled my house and then i moved into an apartment so i brought it with me so when i started getting back close into the things of god i looked at the basket and um um god says throw that remove that and throw it in garbage and the thing about it is when I first bought it, I kept looking at it. And normally if my eye stares at something too long, if my eyes go on it and I can't make, you know, I'm not getting what I really should what should do or if I should remove it. Um, that's a form. This is This is all deliverance, guys. This is all deliverances. Because I'm telling you, some people have had things removed from their house. They have had illnesses in their bodies. And when things are removed... Artifacts and and things of old that have they have been passed down through generations That they are now healed from their sickness or their disease. But anyway back to the african basket This particular african basket was um A symbol and the symbol didn't look like what it said it represented I think it was a representation of some form of a snake and some form of witchcraft, right? so God told me to remove it before I even looked it up. I put it in trash bag, threw it out. That's just how fast I act. When you are wanting to really be free, when you are truly wanting to be free, I truly believe that you can lay hands on yourself and I truly believe that the Holy Spirit and the power of God can set you free right where you are, by yourself. It doesn't take a crowd of people. It doesn't take all of that. Sometimes, and sometimes you have to fast to break something. So it just depends. So God may say, do a three-day fast. I'll do a three-day fast. And that's the way it's broken. That has happened in my relationships. When I want God to show me about an individual or their intentions, he'll, you know, do a three-day fast. And before the three days is up, you have your answer. So sometimes things come in the form of fasting and prayer. Sometimes it just comes in the form of diso- uh, not disobedience of obedience to his word. A gentle answer turns away wrath and it gets you out of somebody blowing your brains out. And I'm just being honest because some people have been, gotten killed just from saying something smart to somebody. Or he may say there's something in your house. You need to remove it. And sometimes as people. I remember one time I was ministering to uh, my play daughter. And um, one of the things that was happening to her was She had a lot of demonic spirits um, present in her home And uh, at that time I think she stayed in the trailer And she um, had a lot of demonic spirits And so she would say she would hear these noises Heavy breathing and all this crazy stuff going on So when um, my son and his best friend went there to check it out um, basically it was some clowns that her grandmother had gave, given her. Uh, her mom died when she was young. and so the only thing she had left to her mom was some clowns that her grandmother passed down to her. and God had her to remove had them to tell her to remove those clowns. and when they removed those clowns, the noises and all of the activity then went away. So sometimes, and she was kind of, you know, in the beginning upset because she said that's all she had left to her mom, but I'm here to tell you, we have to obey God above all else, above all else, above parents, above kids, above spouses, above siblings, above um, anything, anything and everyone. God's word has to be the final authority. Your faith has to be final. If you expect to really be free, and this is why I truly believe the, uh, the deliverance that have come forth for so many people is because they have heeded the words of instruction. One word from God can set you free from, from so many yokes of bondages. One word. But we have to be willing to obey. We have to be willing to forgive. We have to be willing to repent. We have to be willing to love. Because all of these things that I'm naming is a part of the whole process. It's a part of the process. Love and compassion. That right there has, has kept a lot of people in bondage. So we want God to free us, but we don't want to do what it takes to be freed. We have to be willing, if you truly want freedom, if you truly want to be set free, you have to be willing to do whatever the Holy Spirit is telling you to do at that particular moment for that particular situation. Everything is not going to be the same answer. He's going to move in how he wants to move because only God knows what's really behind things. Only God knows what's really attached to things and what's attached to us. This is why I tell people, you have to be willing to walk away from whatever God is telling you to walk away from. And a lot of times in relationships, now I wasn't going here, but I'm going to go here. In relationships with significant others, we are in bondage because we refuse to walk away from the very thing that is hurting us. And a lot of times we are in bondage because we think that, Just because we forgive people Then that means we still We associate that with hanging out With them, we associate with Still being connected to them But I'm here to tell you Sometimes your deliverance will come in the form of God telling you to release That person, I'm going to give you my example A very good friend, so near and dear And close to me uh, Was the very friend um, One of my friends that I became really close to When I first moved to Atlanta And Had been friends with her for a long time But there was a period of time Where God had shown me Where I needed to separate myself from her Because we were going on two different paths And two different journeys Um, And then I got the confirmation I went to a prophetic and apostolic church And the prophets would tell me There's some relationships God wants you to cut ties with And relationships that you need to part ways with And I'm here to tell you you would be surprised what's holding up your breakthrough and what's holding up your blessing. And if you are so tied to people and to things and materialistic things that you cannot seem to just for no reason release yourself from that, and I'm talking about even family members. Sometimes God will even have you remove yourself from family members. And if because we're so tied to that thing but it's it, and it's not because um, God don't want us to love people And he doesn't want us to have friends And he doesn't want us to have relationships It's just sometimes you're on a different path And your path where you're going They cannot go Because what God is taking you That would probably be a dead weight Or a stumbling block for you So I had to cut ties And I'm telling you When I got home I, He gave me the three people And I cut, cut, cut And as hard as it was I wanted God more than I wanted that thing And in this walk I'm telling you how it works. And you. And it, sometimes people will, well, Lord, why I'm not being set free? Why I still have this feeling for this person? Why I'm still in love with this person? I can't seem to them. Because a lot of times, it's just a simple word of instruction. Now, like I said, some things require prayer and fasting to break. And and if God is leading you to do that, I want to encourage you to do whatever he, the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. Sometimes it requires a fast. Sometimes it requires a um uh breaking a soul tie and soul ties are not only with a significant other. it could be with a friendship There could be a soul tie because even Jonathan and David had a soul tie, but it was a godly soul tie. So when you have ungodly soul ties and you're still feeling if I'm if I'm if I in a relationship with somebody and I want to be free free, <laughs> I'm going in with I'm breaking the soul ties. What do I mean when I say I'm going in? I mean I'm praying. So I'm praying and I'm saying, Lord, first of all, I repent for any wrongdoing that I've done in this relationship. If there was any sexual immorality, if there was any kind of abuse, if there was any kind of unforgiveness, whatever it is, I'm asking God for forgiveness. That is when you start undoing what and then you then you cast the devil out. So you first need to repent for your role or your part that you play in situations because we have to be accountable. We can't just say, okay, Lord, remove it. No, Lord, remove it, but Lord, forgive me for my part that I played in this for I was in sin, for I was um, saying harsh things. I I pronounced word curses. I was negative. I was unfriendly. I was whatever it is, whatever it is, just do. (laughs) That's what I just tell people. Just don't fight it. If you want to be free and truly free, I'm, I'm playing, but if you really want to be free, this is what we do. And this is how you get free and this is how you stay free. Once you repent for it, then you go in and then you start um, asking the Holy Spirit, okay, we'll show you what it is, why you can't seem to get free. Then if He say the soul tie is still there, so a good example would be um, I was in a relationship and right and i had a soul tie and it just couldn't seem to get over the person so i had to go in and i had to break that soul tie that even though it was years later and i hadn't seen the person it seemed like you still can't get over the person even though you know this is not the person god has for you right so what you do is you unbreak that soul tie so you go in and you um repent and you forgive and you do whatever you need to do and then you um Break the soul tie in the name of Jesus And you cast it down And you cast it into the pits of hell And pray however the Holy Spirit wants you to pray about it You know what I mean? And then we're going to be doing some prayers and, and I feel like this is going to be another part Because I'm going to be talking about the courts of heaven I'm reading a, a few books on the courts of heaven God has been leading me back to that I've read some in the past But I want to do a refresher on it And I want to get some new strategies And everything to see what the Holy Spirit Will have me to do with it but there are prayers to um, break, um, you know, things. But the soul ties can be broken um, just by prayers and by sometimes by fasting it takes, and just sometimes it's just simple prayers. And I kid you not, guys. When I get through doing that and I get through breaking those soul ties, I don't have the same feeling I had I had for the individual. That feeling of me feeling like, oh my God, I just can't get over this person. Today, I'm helping somebody. Somebody is being helped today because you cannot get over somebody. And you're finding it hard that no matter what you do, something just cannot be broken. Well, I'm here to tell you, God is saying today that you need to break those soul ties. Soul ties is what's keeping you bound and keeping you in bondage. And I'm going to give you another example. God gave me a dream of... um the person and you know sometimes you have sexual dreams and you're thinking, now this is not even going on in real life, Lord, what is this all about? But what God revealed to me is sometimes those sexual dreams are seducing spirits that are still in operation. So even after you have long left that person, right, you still have the the spirits that were attached to them is attached to you. So what I had to do then is, you know, because I know in real life I wasn't having sex. I had to go in and, and, and come against them seducing spirits. And once I did that and broke that, I never had the, the, that dream again, you know. So sometimes it's like you're still tied to things and you don't realize you're still tied to things because you have not broken the soul tie of that thing. So that's another form of deliverance. So you see, this is why I say deliverance comes in so many forms, and so many ways, and so many things. The enemy, I mean, the, the Lord will have us to break um, things that. Um, oh, the African basket I gave—I threw it in the trash, and and then I looked it up and realized, like I was saying to you guys, that it was because of the what it symbolized and what it symbolized. And I'm gonna give you another thing. Uh, a while back, uh, this was years ago. God had told me to. Um, to stop. Put it like this: I watched the uh, the movie. It was a documentary on good hair with Chris Rock, and it talked about good hair. You know, African Americans' hair and how women feel about their hair and things of that nature. Um, but one of the things that <clears throat> actually stood out to me in the documentary was the women that actually cut their ponytails. You know how some women in India and different countries will cut their ponytail and let the hair grow out? Excuse me. And they'll cut their ponytail and sell it. You know, that's the way they make money and stuff like that. But before they sell it, they go in and they offer it up to spiritual things. So they sacrifice to idols. So basically God was showing me that you putting hair sometimes on your head that has been sacrificed to idols. Um, it's not the actual hair that comes off of people's head, but it's what people do with stuff. So, like, say for instance, the um, um, a restaurant I went into it was a Chinese restaurant. I went into. God told me don't don't go in the Chinese restaurant and go. And go that food was so good, y'all. <laughs> and I went in there and. Um, and I'm able to eat Chinese food. Don't get me wrong. I still go in Chinese restaurants. And um, But this particular Chinese restaurant, he said, you're eating food that has been sacrificed to idols. So I was like, crap. So, I, of course, being disobedient. And I'm, just, I'm being transparent because this is going to help us. This It's not going to help us being fake. You know, we got to be real about why things happen to us. And so, went back in there, headed again. Stomach was tore up, like something got in there (laughs) and I said to myself, this is for being disobedient and I never went back to the restaurant after that, but then I, you know, and I'm just being honest, so I'm trying to name so many different things and so many different um, about the hair, so what ended up happening with the hair thing, and I'm all over the place guys, but what ended up happening with the hair thing was, so I stopped wearing um, fake hair uh, human hair now, flip side to the coin is, guys, synthetic hair, I will wear, okay? So, I wear my braids or whatever, synthetic. As long as it's synthetic, I'll wear it. You know, it still look like hair. You know, you can't even tell the, the real from the fake. But the real hair, I don't do. So, and that was that's my story, and, and and you may have a bundle that they ain't sacrificed to idols. You see what I'm saying? So that's probably why God ain't said that to you. So that's why I'm saying we can't lump everything together because everything is different for different people, but at the same time, if God tells me not to do it, the bottom line to deliverance is just be obedient. Be obedient. And if you don't know, you don't know. And 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 the thing about it is I think the thing about with me is because I um was told, and I know that I'm uh, a deliverance, commission to do deliverance, I think a lot of things I'm really, he's really strict on, really strict on. Because it's hard to cast a demon out of somebody else that's in you, okay? So a lot of times he'll tell me I can't do something because of the calling and the walk. Because it's hard to say to um Somebody, you know, remove something from your house when I won't remove anything from my own house, or if he's telling me to do something and I haven't did it. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I say this is a step-by-step walk and a case-by-case deal. This is a case-by-case deal. So, um... The most important thing with deliverance is to build up your soul and feeding your soul with the word of God. Spend quiet time with the Holy Spirit, okay? The other thing is be ready to give up ungodly desires because sometimes demons will give you something you actually like a desire. So, for example, sexual perversion spirits can really appeal to somebody who has given in to them. And and if the person enjoys their demon, it will be very difficult, if not impossible, to get out of it. You cannot get rid of a demon that you want to keep. Always remember that. That's why I say if a Christian want to wanna have an addiction, they can have an addiction. You can have anything you want to have. But the question is, how bad do you want to be set free? How bad do you want to really walk in the move of God? <clears throat> how bad do you really want to be blessed? Because sometimes you will trace people's tragedies back to a simple instruction that God gave them. God will always provide a way of escape for his people. And I want to say this because I've been through this. There are some people right now under the sound of my voice that are bound by ungodly marriages. Uh, They're in abusive situations. They're in abusive. And and the enemy has told you that God honors marriage and that you need to stay there. Let me explain something to you. If we being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more can the heavenly father who loves us gives us great gifts? So what am I saying when I say that? I am saying that if God is telling you that to move out of a situation, you need to move. Because sometimes not only do your salvation depend on it, because the bitterness and unforgiveness will take you straight to hell. But the other thing about that is it's hard to forgive people when they're still abusing you, while they're still in the process of abusing you. So sometimes God got to remove you to heal you. So sometimes we'll stay in situations for religious reasons or when... You know, we make up all these excuses so we can stay in situations of if you know, God honors marriage. He, he doesn't want us to get a divorce. It's a sin to get a divorce. And all these crazy things. I don't know what father. Think, of, think about your natural father. Think about if somebody's physically assaulting you or abusing you. Think about if somebody's verbally abusing you or psychologically abusing you. To the point where you're sick, to the point where it is you losing weight, your hair's falling out, to the point where it's just abused, abused on a consistent basis, and that person is not—it's not a godly thing, right? What father would want his daughter to get beat every day, and she said, t- and would tell her to go back in there and get beat some more because God honors marriage, and you need to go back in there and take it. There is no way in the world that God is being the loving father he is will want us to stay in abusive situations, not just for women, but there are men that are under, abuse. I know a lot of men that's under abusive situations. And look, I want to pray right now because I want to break that. Sometimes it's a mind controlling spirit. And if somebody has your mind, they they have your life. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I'm just moving and flowing in the things of God, people. And right now, Holy Spirit, we thank you, Lord, for bringing this to our attention. And anybody, and under the sound of my voice that has been abused mentally, physically, psychologically, Lord God... And physically, in any shape or form, Lord God, we pray that that is broken off of their life in the name of Jesus. We bind the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. We release the fire of God to consume every evil and foul spirit at work. We release the healing power of God to heal the traumas that have been In the soul as a result of the abuse right now. We bind the enemy and we rebuke him in the name of Jesus. And we release the fire of God to assassinate, to annihilate every spirit of mind control, every spirit of witchcraft, every spirit of divination, every spirit, Lord God, of lying and deceit and deception that has come to kill, steal and destroy your people. And in the name of Jesus, let God arise over the over you, and let every enemy be scattered. When the enemy comes in one direction, he will flee in seven directions. And I decree, and I declare that even right now, that as I I pray, and as you as the tears fall from your face, that you are healed, that you are delivered and that God will give you the strength to go forward in Jesus name, to be released and released in the name of Jesus from the yoke of bondage, because whom the son makes free is free indeed. And God, you said, if we ask it in your name, it shall be given. You said, if we seek, ye shall find. And that bondage, even right now that people are under, even in, in, physically, Lord God, sickness and disease. Lord, I thank you right now that you're even saying that that the medicine is having adverse reactions on your people. Well, I come against the spirit of pharmakite right now. The spirit of pharmakite. That's where we get the word pharmaceutical. And I thank you, Lord, right now that you're relie- relieving and that you're releasing them from that medicine. And that you are bringing to their awareness and that attention to that person right now. The people under the sound of my voice that are walking and that need healing, Lord, I release the healing anointing, the fire of God to consume every spirit, Lord God, that is consuming them. People that have back pain, the people that have neck pain, people that have been walking around, Lord God, with ailments for years. I release the fire of God to assassinate, to annihilate every spirit of witchcraft, every spirit of divination. And I thank you, Lord, that you're opening the eyes of the believers to remove whatever it is you're telling them to remove from their homes, that you're asking them to remove those relationships that are detrimental, that are keeping them on the treadmill. They're moving, but they're not going anywhere. But I break that by the power and the blood of Jesus Christ today from over your life. The Lord says that whom the son sets free is free indeed. And I release the fire of God to heal the trauma, to heal you from the pain of the of the wicked one, to heal you from the pain of the, the relationship that you thought you couldn't get over, that that you thought that you would commit suicide. I come against the spirit of depression. I come against the spirit of suicide. I come against suicidal thoughts right now in the name of Jesus. And I release the anointing of fire to consume and to annihilate, to assassinate every spirit that would try to come be at work in your life. And Lord, I thank you that they have the mind of Christ. I release the, the, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. I release the anointing of healing. The anointing of healing, Lord, that you would erase it from the cellular memory, that you remove the traumas, Lord God, the things that they just can't seem to get past. I break the yoke of bondage from unforgiveness from over your life right now. That unforgiveness that you just can't seem to move past. The devil is a lie. I release the anointing of forgiveness, the anointing of love, the compassion of Christ that you would have, that you would move in him and have your being, that you would smile again, that this is not the end, but this is the beginning. God says this is the beginning for you. This is the beginning not to look back, not to look back because he is doing a new thing as it springs forth. Perceive it, woman of God. Perceive it, man of God. Receive it in your spirit. Know that God loves you immensely. It is not his will that you perish. It's not his will that you be in bondage. It's not his will that you be psychologically abused. It is not his will that you walk in and and torment and you walk in, Lord. things that are not of him. It is not his will. The devil is a liar. So I release right now the anointing of increase, increase in knowledge, increase in wisdom, increase in discernment. Come on, increase 2020 in the spirit. God says you are called to fly higher, that you have eagle eyes. You're called to fly higher. And I decree right now that everything that has held you back in the name of Jesus has been broken today. It's been released. The fire of God has has consumed every evil demon at work right now. And Lord, I thank you that right now you're moving by your spirit over this broadcast. You're moving by your spirit over your people. They are moving in you. They are walking and they are being broken. I see chains falling off. I see chains falling to the ground. I see the Holy Spirit of fire consuming every demon and the angel of the Lord that are going forth. That God says he will be your rear guard. He will be your protector. He is El Elyon, the most high God. There is nothing that can come against you that God cannot handle in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God, that every name For every disease under the sound of my voice has to bow. You said by the name of Jesus, he has to bow. So Lord, I thank you that Jesus' name is above every name. So every sickness has to bow in the name of Jesus because Jesus' name is above it. And Lord, we give you the glory and the praise for your people. We worship you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for being our teacher, our guide, for showing us things to come. We thank you for releasing the anointing of healing, the anointing of peace. And protection over your people. And we come against every spirit of retaliation, revenge, and backlash that will try to assault you and come against you for your deliverance. We bind that spirit right now. And we release the anointing and the angels of God to go forth and blow them like chaff in the wind and to rescue the God people of God. We thank you that the angel hearkened to the voice of the Lord and to the word of God. So we send forth angels, Lord God. You said, Lord God, if we ask you, you will do it. If we decree and declare, we'll be established. So we thank you for listening today. We thank you for this broadcast. We thank you for deliverance. There will be a part three because I'm going to come back. We're going to be going into the courts of heaven and we are going to be saying some prayers and we're going to be doing some decrees to break some of the altars and some of the things that are still remaining. And we thank you that today you have been set free. You walk in it, woman and man of God, walk in that healing. Don't let the enemy lie to you until you are not free because that's that's a lie. We walk by faith and not by sight. You walk, you move in him and have your being and you don't listen to that stranger's voice. Don't follow him. Don't follow him and don't listen to him. God says without faith it's impossible to please him. And by faith, we as believers, that's how we live. That's how we walk and that's how we move. We know that it is done. not in our own spirit, but in the spirit of God and in the power of the anointing that destroys the yokes. Be blessed. And I love you with the love of God. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Be healed and walk in the freedom and liberty of Christ Jesus, no matter what it look like. Walk in it, believe it, and you shall receive, says the spirit of grace.